0: Welcome to Idle Talk, the chill conversational podcast about reading, watching, and playing in a broken, absurd world. I'm Grace, and I'm joined by Cole.
1: Hi, I'm here.
0: Hey, it's been a minute um, since we've done this, because the world is on fire (laughs) (laughs) at all times. (laughs) And we are busy and stressed and all sorts of things, Um, but we missed you all and missed doing this. So uh, we're just going to kind of do a little catch-up episode. Um, and not like, not like a big retrospective, but we're just going to do an episode of the show and just get, get our toes back in the water. Um, so Cole, why don't you, uh, tell me about what you've been playing or anything you want to bring up right off the gate here.
1: right off the gate, I can say in the past three weeks I've acquired an Xbox Series X. Damn. And I have seen no demonstrable difference in the games I've been playing because I've been mainly playing backwards compatible, like. (laughs) <laughs> original Xbox and 360 games anyway. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> That's right. KOTOR 2 is looking real clean.
0: Yeah, a, got a... something I can say. Can, um, can you can you quick load Quotor 2? Uh, you can quick resume.
1: I'm not sure, but the quick okay yeah the quick resume feature is actually pretty rad. Yeah, it's like low key a game changer. Like I've I can play some Resident Evil 8, I can play some Judgment, I can hop in the Man Eater, and like within the span of like 45 seconds. And like I mean stuff does load faster, but I'm playing yeah. on like a monitor from two thousand nine, so I'm not like <laughs> seeing some you know, all this like HDR four K and stuff.
0: Um, right, right, right. One yeah. one
1: day I'll be able to witness a few more pixels. Um but stuff runs runs great. I mean the system I love the way it looks, the little, just the little black obelisk. Uh but as far yeah, as games I... are concerned.
0: Oh sorry. Should... Go ahead. No,
1: it's all just as far as games are concerned, the only thing I've really sunk my teeth in, I guess, pun intended, uh, in the past few weeks, has really been Maneater.
0: Yeah, this is this, um, it, it's a shark game. You're a shark and you eat things.
1: Yeah, you're a, you're a shark. You start off as a big shark. The big shark gets killed, but it had a baby shark in its belly, and you play as the baby oh. shark, which goes into a big shark. And it's, uh, it's pretty great. I mean, when I got my Series X, I was like, okay. Um, I'm going to see what games have gotten like the series X and S boost. And I'm just going to buy a few of them and just like, I'll just table them until I have more time this summer to actually play video games. Cause when my right, right. Isn't being what it is right now. And, and so I got judgment, which God knows when I'll get to that. Cause that's long. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got judgment. Uh, I reinstalled mortal Kombat 11 just cause, um, having that, run as well as it does and load as fast as it does is pretty awesome and that's like my podcast game pretty much uh and i downloaded um well i got resident late which uh i'm in like the second i beat the first main boss and i'm in the second area and for anyone who's played it, it's the area that takes your weapons away for a few hours
0: Ooh. so Ooh. yeah i i should i mean i want to get around to seven first i guess um <laughs> But I'm 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 pretty intrigued by everything I've heard about RE8. It yeah, sounds like yeah. a good eight, time.
1: 8 is pretty fantastic and I would say like while well, I think 7 is like a good game and like way scarier than 8, I think the little retrospective video at the start of 8 will kind of get you get you right. rolling. But seven's on Game Pass and it's like it's like 8 hours long. So there's no harm in Yeah. No, I the I've just been
0: like slow, I mean kind of in a weird haphazard way but been making my way through RE games so um, Yeah. I will get to it. Because I actually... I've been playing a little bit RE6, too, lately. But, nice. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah, tell me about RE8.
1: But RE8, I, it's really good. It looks great. loads really fast on the Series X. Um, but that game has, you know, its vibes are off the charts. It's got vampires. It's got some... Some of the coolest werewolves I've seen in, I guess, just fiction in general. I like, I like yeah. how they're... like how they're done. They're actually scary. Their eyes have that, like, silver glow in the dark. Um... That's cool. It's good. Eth- Ethan that. Winters, his hands don't last. Don't last. <laughs> it's long. a
0: bad time. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like that's supposed to represent something, but I can't yeah, really comment. But,
1: I don't know. Um, but the, the story is utterly bizarre in like ways that feels sort of above Resident Evil in a sense that like it's mm. bizarre even from Resident Evil standards. And that's that's just the Resident Evil IP in general. So you can take the movies, you can take the animated movies, and right. compare 8's bizarreness to those and those other things will seem a bit, pretty tame. Cause yeah, H sort funny. of tonally ping-pongs through like being actually pretty scary to be being like genuinely like having like some like very good sight gags, um, like right. I mean, that'll make you to... like, actually laugh very yeah. loud. Yeah,
0: well, that's sort of the thing, and I think it's I think that's one of the things that's tricky about making. The eighth Resident Evil game, um, and why seven kind of had to scale it back a lot is because you've have, you've used a lot of the tricks that are in the box when you're down to this many entries, yeah, right? It, yeah, and um, like in
1: some ways, eight does it kind of feels like a greatest hits in like I think yeah. it's, a, but I think it's like kind of a reductive way to look at it. But like, it kind of is that, but it's also kind of taking the series in some pretty interesting directions. I mean, I'm like three hours in so
0: yeah so like, i you, mean you like, obviously you
1: judge of that but the main thing i've been taking i taken away from it is how like just how funny it is and how detached the character of ethan winters is from the reality he is facing at every moment right mm-hmm. of his deadpan like what is going on as, <laughs> like six werewolves like come barreling towards him or i'm not gonna spoil it but like an hour and a half in There's this conceit after you beat the main boss, the first boss, where the story, or at least a big objective of the story that was rooted in some key emotional stakes at the beginning kind of reveals itself to be what it is. And it's like, it kind of paints the rest of Ethan's journey as like something that is like profoundly, deeply, and like kind of almost unspeakably fucked up from his perspective. And he's just like, and he's like, this is, this is bizarre. Like he has no... (laughs) palpable reaction to like something that is like just so like gut-wrenching or should be gut-wrenching from his perspective um
0: right that's interesting yeah um i mean i mean i think think i'm not not gonna spoil it it's just it's very funny yeah well i think there was kind of a weird element of that like especially um in early re where like i mean re is fundamental i think and uh our our mutual friend Austin Jones wrote about this a little bit for Paste in his review of RE8 about camp but I feel like that's part of it is the way that like all the characters are sort of weirdly like chill and detached about what is happening to them is like part of what makes it funny you know or like makes it enjoyable and also almost allows you to like laugh at something that is scary right because I I I know I play Resident Evil 1 um, a little while ago, and that's a, like I think a pretty scary, intense game, but also is like fundamentally just really silly, you know. Um, and that, I think I think on that wavelength, that's what made
1: Seven stand out so much is how not funny and actually like pretty terrifying that game is from right. start almost to finish. Um, but Eight it, it even feels like the 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 humor is so it's like a part it's like a part of the text itself. It's not something you kind of realize after the fact it sort of just is like, there's a part early on where you get dragged through these caverns um, and the sort of key four, five main bosses you'll, you'll, you'll confront throughout the game kind of reveal themselves on almost like this, like twisted trial setting where they're all looking down at you tied up while like lichens and, and stuff like shamble across the walls all around you. And this guy with a giant hammer, like screams lichens and gentlemen, (laughs) <laughs> like it's, it's very good
0: <laughs> that's great yeah hell yeah yeah i've seen um, that the guy hammer guys carl Marx, um alan moore looking fella yeah
1: and supposedly at some point in the game that same hammer guy chastises um chris redfield as being a rock punching idiot so,
0: <laughs> there you go yeah
1: i mean it's oh. cool so far I'm, I'm gonna i mean i'm gonna spend I've been taking it really slow because I do like playing it, like at the dead of night, turning all the lights off, just kind of getting, just kind of like eking out right, as much really. unease yeah. as I can. And then, like I like, I like, I know a lot of people will, will speed run Resident Evil games, especially eight, but I really like taking them as slowly and like methodically as possible.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think they like. I don't think RE one was built for speed running per se, but it is like a game that has a lot of like shortcuts and like weird ways to. Mm-hmm. Like when you know where everything is, it fundamentally changes how you're interacting with the game. And so I think it—it's a—you know—it obviously I think it lends itself to both ways, you know, of engaging with yeah. it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like weird because it's like—I mean—I think this is also one of the 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 uh, maybe not problems, but one of the things about Resident Evil as a, as a horror, you know, games series of horror games is that eventually everything's kind of a known quantity, like especially by six, yeah. where it's like. It's just like, oh, we got bioweapons, and they're just, like, big bad bosses that you fight and kill. Like, it's not... These are all, like, scientifically known and understood things that are just, like, weapons for people to use. And that's why the game's Call of Duty now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And, like, there, and I think there's something... Like, even though 1 is, like, a really, really different game, obviously, you could sort of see the line from that, you know? Um, Like, it's very lore-dense. There's not a lot of, like... There's not a lot of unexplained things in Resident yeah. Evil generally right
1: and I think I think 8 is at least where I'm at now is still has that unexplained kind of yeah. like where is this gonna go feeling because I I know just based off like here saying what I've seen tweets and stuff where that like it like really ties into the rest of the Resident Evil games and the kind of like is that is the next step in the games in like the series lore right and mm-hmm. like in the first three hours you see hints of like Umbrella Corp and like Kind of maybe have a feel for what could possibly be going on, but even now it just still feels like I'm fighting werewolves and vampires and stuff, and I don't really know how it's gonna go back to Chris Redfield and Umbrella Corporation yeah. and, and Wesker and some some kind of virus or something. So I'm I'm right. actually, I'm really excited to to see where it goes. It's and I'm like it is a remarkable for a triple A game. It 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 is remarkably paced. It knows exactly what it wants to do. And knows it wants to get you from point A to B to C. It, it yeah. is very appreciative of like and like respectable of your time in a way that like like a game like Resident Evil Six is not
0: Oh yeah, no for sure. Um, was like well, I guess they've been working on it since RE Seven is twenty fifteen, right? Um, so it's been like six years, I, yeah, something like that. You know, so yeah. that's a, I mean, that's a long time to be working on a game. Um, which hopefully gave them a little space. I mean, you know, I'm not going to make any claims about like the labor conditions of the studio or whatever. Obviously, that's <laughs> silly to do, but yeah. it does give you some time to maybe, you know, like make it feel polished and and whole. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: yeah. And it it, it uh, it's it's. I mean, it's it's already cementing itself as a, a game I'm going to be thinking about as we probably round out this year in a way that is makes me very happy it's a it's a very it's a very it feels and like a lot of the way so in this covid landscape right? it feels like a way we're talking about a lot of media is like this is a return to the theaters kind of kind of movie experience when you when you right. think about the way certain critics and people are talking about movies right now and, yeah and 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 this game and resident Evil 8 in a sense almost it feels like a like a return to triple a games in a sense and just just like for me personally because i can't remember a triple a game that i've liked this much in 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 the past year or maybe more
0: yeah um yeah well i I think it is i mean it's been such a weird time because there's been so much fewer releases of that scale since yeah. um which you know makes sense i'm not this is not me being like a grump about it like it's just the yeah it's perfectly fine Take time, don't yeah. crunch um but you know um, but we I mean, Halo was supposed to be out <laughs> in like a while yeah, ago. That, that was supposed right? to be out and, in like
1: March or something. Yeah.
0: Um. So, you know, I guess we'll just see how things develop. But like, yeah, it, and it is it is nice in some ways. Like, as much as I think the structure of the thing is bad, there is something cool about seeing a bunch of people talk about the same thing and being able to engage with it when yeah, everybody else that, is doing it. You know. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Um, and like, I,
0: I mean, don't even know. though that. Annoyed me a lot sometimes with like Justice League, with Zack Snyder's Justice League. It was also fun to have a bunch of friends watching this thing all yeah. at the same time that we could talk about it. And, yeah. You know, that was cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like, as someone who's grown just increasingly disgruntled with like just the AAA output yeah. in the past few years, it feels nice to be like, like I'm, like I can, I can put my, I can, this game's good. I can, like, I'll put my word behind it that I think it's worth, you know playing and, and and appreciating
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: but yeah and then what I've been really spending my time with even more than than Resident evil, Resident evil which, which still isn't, isn't isn't saying all that much is um is maneater which is the the shark game by uh, uh, I forget the developers name but they are located in Roswell Georgia which is like 40 minutes from me which is pretty oh cool. wow okay
0: yeah um,
1: which is like the suburbs of of the metro Atlanta area um, which I didn't I didn't know that but I was talking about the game with someone at work and they like yeah the developers like 30 minutes from But yeah it's <laughs> you play as a shark, you beat people, <laughs> you eat other fish, you you grow, you get mutagen upgrades like bone fins and and <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it brings you to like a shark customization screen. It's almost like a like a Diablo character screen where you customize your armor right, and your attributes. Right, right. You've got a skill but tree. But it's but it's for your bull shark. Um Mhm. Like, it really is a run-of-the-mill, and I say, this in, I say this in the best way, like, in, like, an endearing way, it's a run-of-the-mill, third, it's a run-of-the-mill action role-playing game in the sense that you kill stuff to level up. Um, I was going to say a run-of-the-mill third-person action RPG, but, like, it is third-person, but you're not a person, you're a shark. So it's, like, third, it's a third shark RPG. <laughs> uh but I did have a good glitch where it went to first person and, like, I, I only saw out of the shark's mouth, but the camera was recessed deep in the shark's mouth, so I saw a lot of, like, a lot of gum and teeth. Oh, kinda, like, yeah. That's what you want. It kind of bugged out, but it was funny. Um, but, yeah, the, the game itself is super fun. I've, I've, only, I've only put, like, four hours into it over the course of, like, the past two days, so I've kind of, like been marathoning it but it, and I'm already like 52% of the way through like the story missions but like there's a good amount of stuff in the world to do like random side missions like eat X amount of people, hop onto a golf course, kill some golfers. Um, <laughs> nice. There's like apex um, predators in area every area you can like you can hunt down and take down. Um Right, right. Like alligators, bears. Yeah, predators. I mean
0: this really does sound like late period Assassin's Creed but you're a shark. Um I mean that's a great way to put it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. but I think I mean I guess I guess games are kind of a weird way because but that does sound novel, right? You know, way yeah. that like if you were like, oh, it's 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 Assassin's Creed, but you're in, uh, I don't know, <laughs> you're in you're the Lawrence of Arabia or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure, that's sure, a video yeah. game. That sounds like a video um, game, um, but this. This seems like I don't know. This I I I was like intrigued by it early when it was when it was released and hearing you talk about it warmly is. I don't know if I'll get around to it, but like I definitely would be down to.
1: Yeah, it's 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 on it's currently on sale on Xbox Live. That's that's how I got it. Um, I bought right. it on Monday. It's like, I think it's forty dollars MSRP, but I, I think it's on sale for seventeen.
0: Yeah.
1: Or something like that. So. so. I I I'd recommend it. I'm loving it. Um, it's like you know, beyond, like, the, the the sight humor and, like, just excessive gore and, like, hyper-violent nature of it, it's, like, when the game is just still and you're swimming below the surface as, in, like, as the sea is getting deeper and deeper and the sun's mm-hmm. refracting above, and it's, like, a weirdly tranquil, very beautiful game. Uh, yeah. And I think that's due a large part to the sound design, uh, especially when you're underwater, like, the, sound, the sort of soundscape, of the sea is like super relaxing.
0: Um, Yeah. Well, I think it's also, um, Oh, did I, did I ever tell you about this game? The deer God. Um, Hmm. this is relevant. It's, so it's this indie, um, exploration platformer, I guess you would say. Um, basically, basically you play as this hunter who kills a baby deer and then is transformed into a deer by the deer God. And you have to like, you know, figure out, um, mm-hmm. how to be human become human again and um, I think it's like randomly generated weirdly um, but it's not like a roguelike or anything anyway hmm. um there's like a weird morality system in it that like um so that lets you like advance in the like reincarnation chain I guess maybe to eventually become human again I never beat it so I don't know what happens at the end of it right um but you get like good karma from killing predators. And bad karma from killing, like, other animals. Like, other mm-hmm. animals, which is just the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> in Maneater, like, you
1: get... In Man eater you get resources from killing animals to further upgrade your bone fins. <laughs> <before> you, <laughs> yeah. And your see, electric that, teeth, and that's then...
0: The th- so that's the thing about something like that. It's like, that's honest, right? About what the game is, right? Um, but they're like... I think if you, I think there's an interesting version of the dear God where it's like, you are, you are like one creature in a chain of being, right? Like sometimes you're predator and sometimes you're prey and that like distinction is meaningful, but it's not moral, right? Like it is not immoral to be a predator, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe maybe you can sort of like humanity or whatever, but I I just think like there is a a weirdness into being like, oh yeah, like crocodiles are evil, (laughs) You know? Yeah. But like deer, like you know, rabbits. <laughs> that's that's as pure as life gets. And it's like we have to sort of respect like a lot of multiple forms of it, right? And I think like even though obviously man eater is like this extreme, exaggerated, like silly video game. In a way that like Deer Hunter is is but is trying not to be, right? I think like it still had. there's sort of an element of it that is like the I'm trying to remember there's like this content sublime thing where it's like you see something threatening and you're like, oh wow, that's scary. But like, I'm affirmed that I'm alive through. There's sort of like this like recognition of the beauty of this being, right? Mm-hmm. That maybe comes through. And I think that's, I think that's fun. Uh, I mean, you yeah, can tell absolutely. me, you know.
1: Um, and yeah, like one of like one of the funniest parts of Man is when you get to a new biome, it's like a part of you's like, okay, what is gonna be the enemy here? Like, is it gonna be a crocodile this time? Is it gonna be a mako shark again? Oh no, it's it's a big tuna. Like I guess,
0: sure. <laughs> big tuna,
1: um, and like the game beyond like the sort of seascape of it plays with space in like a in like a comedic way. Like it, everything in the game serves as the butt or or, or start up of some joke, which is both a pro and a con. Right. Yeah. Um, like the first two hours you kind of spend in the swamp and then like in this, in the, in this like industrial water waterway. That's like, damn, like it, it's like, it plays, um, um, like water pollution, like the way we've just absolutely horribly treated the ocean as like a sight gag, but it's also like very honest about that. Like it's very gross. Yeah. And like excessive, but like, it seems like they tried making these very nasty areas. Like, um, nasty in a very excessive way but like it comes across as honest because you can make a virtual ocean as dirty as possible and like what we've done in real life is still probably way filthier than that yeah um but then there's like stuff where like you'll swim under a bridge and you'll pat and you like (laughs) you unlock landmarks and so what you do is to interact with anything in the game you bite it um so like you want to go unlock a a landmark because you get xp for that um, it'll be a sign, whether above or underwater, and you'll go up and you'll just bite, the, you'll just chomp into the sign. Yeah. And it'll trigger, it'll trigger a little cutscene, and it'll be like, which is always a joke, and it's be like, oh, this is where people will come to swim to the fishes, and the camera will pan back to a bunch of like skeletons with like center blocks tied to their feet and stuff like that, <laughs> been killed by the right, mafia. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's like a, there's like a mini boss where you you kill all these mafia guys on a boat. Um, and then there's like other side gags. Like there's one in the bayou where like. It's like oh, and like there's a so let me go back for a second. There, the whole con- the the conceit, the narrative conceit of the game is that it's a reality TV show. So there's always oh. someone narrating, a voice oh, narrating. okay,
0: okay interesting.
1: Um, so like, so like yeah, like when it's like you see like the, the the people who have been killed by the mob, it's like oh the voice the voice be like oh and they were swimming with the fishes. It's it's a popular actor. I don't I don't know his name. It's fine. It gets really annoying. Um yeah I a Great great podcast game uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um but also like some of the music is like shockingly good uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 uh more on that later but there so there's a psychag in the bayou where you it's a landmark and this is the one that actually made me like kind of la- like laugh like a bit it's, it's like a it's one of those um hover boats that's that's been sunk and it's like oh the voice is like oh someone need a firearms training and it's like one skeleton like He's just like resting his shotgun over his shoulder, and then the skeleton behind him that was piloting the boat is its head is missing, um, presumably blown off by that very shotgun.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Um, and like the deadpan delivery of the line of like, oh, you should have taken firearms classes. Is it's it's, in that moment it worked. A lot of the humor doesn't work, and then weirdly enough, when the game skews earnest and heartfelt, it like kind of really works. Um. So the the, 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 the the core story is there, there's a reality TV crew following the shark hunter. I forget the guy's name, but he has, like, the most, like, over-the-top Creole accent. Um, like, his name's, like, Bayou Bob or some shit.
0: Right, and okay, yeah. It's,
1: very. It's like, actually pretty funny. Um, and so at the start of the game, at the start of the, the game opens and you're playing as this big-ass shark, eventually, ba- I'm just going to call him Bayou Bob, eventually Bayou Bob catches you. Uh that, that triggers a cut that trigger is a cutscene. He reels the shark you're playing as up, guts it, pulls a baby shark out, um, and then and like cuts it open, and cuts the baby shark to mark it, and then throws it in the water. And then you start playing as the baby shark. So it's a re- it's a revenge tale told from the perspective of uh, a baby shark avenging his murdered mother or her murdered right. mother. Because you're, I think you're playing as, as a as a as a female. Well, I think that's
0: shark. the I think that's the joke of Man Eater, right? Yeah.
1: I think yeah. um
0: Yeah, she's she's a man eater, you know?
1: Yeah. But uh so yeah, then like every every you'll do these objectives in each biome and eventually it'll trigger a new cutscene with that with that Bayou Bob figure and the reality TV crew. And I've honestly I've gotten to the point where I've been skipping them. But there was one earlier today that I didn't skip <laughs> and it was like shockingly earnest to where I was like maybe I'll see this story through and stop skipping these 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 cutscenes. It was like
0: mm-hmm.
1: Bayou Bob's son was on the front of the boat fishing, and kind of um, talking to his dad, talking, kind of talking shit. Like I don't, like I don't like this. This isn't fun. Like I don't, like I'm doing my best. And like under his breath, he's like talking more shit. And then like the Bayou Bob character is like, "What did you say?" And he's like, "Oh, nothing." And then it cuts to like individual reality TV show interviews, and it and it's with the son first, and he's like, uh, "I just came down here to work on this boat to try and bond with." to try and bond with my dad some more and 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 i'm I'm not sure it's panning out to all the all that it meant to be and it's like delivered very earnestly then it cuts to the interview of the dad and he's like I'm, i'm like i'm like i'm like i don't know i don't think he's he's cut out for fishing like i am and like i'm i've just had to come to terms with accepting that and like loving him for who he is and like i really hope this whole college thing works out for him and it's like, it's kind of it's just like <laughs> yeah, damn <okay>.
0: yeah <laughs> do we like that sometimes um yeah
1: but yeah but like and like like back to the gameplay it's it's really fun to play they've made controlling the shark feel very good uh, the camera yeah. can be a little squirrely but but all in all it's like probably it's like the most fun I've had with a game in, in a few months I'd say it's it's super fun yeah. but it really is a really good podcast game because the map is like ninety percent question marks, <laughs> so you can just, just like, oh, I'll go see what question mark this is, or I'll go do, st- and like all the missions, pretty much equal out to eat or kill X amount of certain thing or fight boss, right? Um, and then there's like a, <laughs> there's like a <laughs> a mini nemesis system with like shark hunters. To where if you get to like an, <laughs> you get to like a you get to like a certain heat level with the shark police right. and they'll send a new a new shark hunter after after you and as you kill as you kill these elite shark hunters, it takes you more and more up the ladder of these, these elite these elite shark hunters and they all have their own little story. That's funny. Um, and like character conceit. It's like it's doing a lot and like most of it works. And the stuff yeah. that doesn't, you can kinda of just meet the volume and, and we won't have to really have to worry about that stuff. But it's 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 super fun. I mean, that's all I've really been I've really been playing, and like, uh, I don't know, I just think it's a really endearing game. And unlike a, I'm, I'm probably reaching here, but as someone who grew up by the ocean up until like I was eight or so, mm-hmm. it's nice to ha- like just spend time in like a weird, weird version of that. Yeah. Um, And like, as someone who's lived in a beach town and has spent a lot of time in like, both very vibrant and dying beach towns. Mm-hmm. The games sort of sight gags with certain like beach style restaurants and stuff are like very funny. Yeah, like there'll be no, that I... shit called like like flamingo jacks and like <laughs> like old Bobby's oyster house and and stuff like that.
0: Right, right. Yeah, like, it's
1: good. It's it's good. It's fun. Look, that's all it really is. It's, it's just a very fun game. I mean, there's substance there, but it's not. It's good. I don't know. I don't have like a bunch. To yeah. Say well, about I mean, I think like that's um, perspective.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that is nice, like, to have from a game like this. It's very clearly like, um, in sort of this AAA open world mode. Um, I don't know. I, I just think about like, um, the way stuff like God of War, Last of Us Part Two, have like real pretensions of being, um, <sighs> yeah like, these very, like, meaningful works, but then are sort of still draped in, like, a lot of bullshit, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, and that, man, like, yeah. this is not like, me. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Cole, sorry.
1: I was just, I was just saying, that like, Maneater is very honest about what it is, and it doesn't try to hide yeah. anything, be- like, in, like, it uses that sort of AAA open world framework to just put you in this world to, like, just have fun. Like, it, there's, it's, there's no pretensions,
0: yeah, and that isn't this would be it. being like, oh, games can't be meaningful works of art. Like, and I think my you know my criticism shows that I think otherwise. Even like big budget. I mean, one of my favorite games ever is Final Fantasy VII, which was like hugely marketed. You know, PlayStation. Yeah, game. absolutely. Um, but like I, I do think that um, a lot of the way certain AAA games position themselves as meaningful is essentially marketing, right? It is a trick of marketing um and yeah and we kind of take it really seriously right and so um like i mean that's one of the things about like i mean about last of us 2 specifically that that really like rattled me and i guess you know to be fair i have not played it but like the way it sort of advertised all this tech stuff about everyone having a heartbeat you know and all this thing and then was like oh this is a game about how violence is destructive and it's like but yeah but that's not what That's not what the tech is saying. That's not what the game is doing, right? Like, you are still making a game in which it is fundamentally, like, cool to kill people, right? And that's not the main issue I have with it at all. Like, you know, also, like, not having played it, but, like, knowing some of the stuff that happens in it, right? There's, like, some really disturbingly racist stuff in that game and stuff that's, like, really uncomfortable given, like, the current um, situation in, in Palestine, Right, um, yeah, so I don't absolutely. want to be like, oh, the main problem with it is that it feels nice to shoot things, right? But the but there, I think, is an issue with like. I don't know if you can position yourself as critical of that when you you know it is like when you know the next day whatever Shinobi, or whatever the I'm forgetting this guy on Twitter who does the gameplay videos, you know, he's posting <laughs> like John Wick kills in.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like something. You know, it's it like something legend right? like legendary.
0: Or- yeah, I don't or remember. Um, I mean you it's know they, like the, they did the 10, a bunch of like 1080p gifs yeah like I just think you you know and I, I get like, and I think that kind of stylish violence can be meaningful I like John Wick right but it's just there's a certain way that Last of Us positions itself it's like separate from that that really like yeah, wakes me and out like, um, unlike
1: the Last of Us John Wick is like not pretentious It's very honest about like the project
0: yeah well it is also um it is also really like it's also good it's also good and it is like it's concerned about violence in a way that I think makes sense for what it is doing, right? Um it, it's yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. But just to say that like um Man Eater sounds cool partially because it seems to like it, it completely sidesteps a lot of those issues by like functionally being silly. Right? Um Yeah. Your jaws, but if jaws had metal teeth or whatever, you get your you get all those bones yeah, you and get, you get the
1: cool bones. So there's like what's very funny is there are, there are various different, um, so the game has armor sets. You can, you can equip your <laughs> whole body with like bone armor and that'll give you a passive, uh, oh my boost God. or like you yeah. can do all electric or like dark matter or like,
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. We, that's, like my, that's fun.
1: It's fun. It's, it, it is, it is very fun, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much, that's caught me up on sort of what I've been doing gaming wise. Uh, yeah. These mm-hmm. past few weeks, um, what have you been playing?
0: Uh, well, I've been hopping around a lot. Um, I play. I've been playing Mass Effect. I wrote about it for Paste. Um,
1: yeah, which you should all go read.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I think it's I think it's good. People seem to like it. Um,
1: yeah, it is. It's very good.
0: But uh, yeah, I don't know. That game's kind of bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to like <laughs> talk about uh, like I wrote about it. Like, if you want to read about why I think it's a game about being a cop and in a bad way. you could read the thing I wrote. Um, but it's also just like, it's a really weird, you can really, it's a game that you can really tell they made it in like a year and a half. Right. It's just very like, um, rough around the edges and like has a lot of stuff that doesn't really make sense or like spaces where the scope was clearly supposed to be bigger, but just isn't right. Um, and I think it has some charms there, honestly. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's also, well, I mean, it kind of depends because sometimes, sometimes I think visually, I think the lighting is actually, it depends um, because most of the time the game is like you're in these like big anonymous, like Google Earth environments, right? Driving around. And then you go in like a warehouse that has a bunch <laughs> of different boxes in it, right? That are, and it's like the same yeah. warehouse that's on every other planet, except the boxes are arranged differently. So you have like a slightly different encounter than you did in the last planet. Warehouse box thing, yeah. Um, but there's like some, there's like a club on uh, I think Flux, not the like strip club that's in that game, which is really embarrassing. <laughs> um, and you could like sit down and watch a like skinny CGI, oh, alien yeah. person twerk or whatever. It's most it like herky jerky movement, yours, <laughs> yeah. Ever. It looks terrible. I don't know why video games all of a sudden thought they're like, oh, yeah, we can do this now. <laughs> (laughs) we can be like sensual um anyway uh but there's a club like flux and i don't know it's just like super bright like neon lighting right and there's like a uh you know window out to like a fixed background of like a space city and it's like yeah that's nice right like the game does have like moments when you know it's sort of a little more deliberate and isn't clearly just like reusing assets over and over again right um because yeah and again this is not me being like lazy developers like they they like spent a lot of time apparently on lore and then made the game itself like fairly fairly quickly and i think that just really shows right like it's just a game that's like broken um and and i think some of that is fun and interesting but it is like it's not good (laughs) you know um we love rex though
1: rex is good
0: um yeah i also started mafia 3 which i know is one of your favorites um
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. That's, like, one of my all-time...
0: Yeah, and I've been enjoying it a It also
1: uses the AAA open-world design to be very honest about what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I, I, we'll have to see how I feel about, it, like, a little later into it because I was... um, So the first, like, couple hours or so, it's all just, like, missions, right? Like, you don't go into the open-world yeah. at all. And I was just really, like, enraptured by it. It also has this really cool... Structure that I didn't really hear people talk about. It's a, um, I guess, mockumentary. It's a documentary style thing. And so there's a lot uncanny of like cutscenes too. where it'll be like interviews with characters like 30 or 40 years in mm-hmm. the future. Right. With newspaper yep. clippings or like things like that. Right. And I really think that's really compelling. And it gives you this really uncanny sense. Cause it'll have this. So the main character just to give a little bit of setup. Main character, Lincoln Clay is a uh, Vietnam vet and his like uh, foster father basically is like runs this sort of, you know, crime ring in new Orleans, basically new Bordeaux, but it's new Orleans. Um, and then he's he and Lincoln are betrayed by sort of the Italian mafia. Um, his foster father's killed, but Lincoln survives and vows revenge. And, you know, you go, you do that by doing video game shit. You go around and collect the yeah. waypoints and do the, you know, all that stuff. Um, but um, it gives this really uncanny thing because you'll have f- actual, you know, footage and f- photography from the Vietnam War, and then you'll have like a framed photo of like Lincoln Clay, the video game model, right? Um, and it's actually really like formally sort of interesting. Like I-, I don't know, like I don't know if I have a take on like what it's doing, but it looks really interesting. Um, you know, it gives it this really unique flavor. I think.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, that's sort of. Um, conceit in Mafia 3. And I think, especially as the game goes on and those sort of glimpses in the future kind of reveal more about the current past of what you're engaging with. Yeah. Even more, like, necessary to, like, get the full sense of what that game is doing from a narrative perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really yeah. inter- interesting. But, but yeah, this first those first few hours are fantastic, and it does... It does show its its flaws a bit more once it puts you into the game's kind of yeah, doesn't really it's a game that doesn't need an open world but it has one
0: yeah, that's um. sort of the the thing I mean I guess like a lot of the game is and I, on some level I'm kind of into this because I think there is like one of the things is Lincoln's like I don't just want to kill this mafia boss like I want to take everything from him. I want to yeah. like re- steal the city from him. And like every, you know, everyone that used to work for him will either be dead or work for me, right? And that takes time and is hard. And like it takes a lot. of. And so the the sort of the way that that the work of revenge becomes really like minuscule and like long and difficult, right? I think, yeah, repetitive, right? I think that stuff is kind of interesting thematically, but that also means you are playing like, a video game where 95% of what you're doing are, like, clearing out a base of hostiles and, like, planting a flag. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think... um,
1: I mean, my more... I guess my more charitable is I kind of see that as the point, and I kind of like how sort of... I don't want to say the open world is lifeless, because when you compare it to, like, other open world games, there's not a lot of dots on the map that you can interact with, but I kind of like how... And this is a charitable... Read and, and that I might be reading into it too much, and, and then that, and that I think that I really appreciate how how Mafia Three just kind of lets New Bordeaux just be a city, more or less.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I think um, there is like um, one of the things that I think makes it um hard, and I, I I yeah, there's like it's complicated, but like the it looks incredible. It is a really good looking video game, and I don't just mean that in like the oh yeah, the shiny graphics sense, right? But like the way. It is actually dark. First of all, <laughs> like night is like actually really like to the point where I can't really play it in the daytime because the glare on the screen gets too much, right? Um, yeah, like it it's just it gets like pitch black. And so the way the lighting looks is actually like really sort of evocative and gives this real suggestion of place, which I think all which both makes it more poignant and harder when you don't interact with that world in any way except violence right and drive mm-hmm. around you know it's not like yakuza where it's like okay you're in this place and i can go to this club and you know dance or i can go here and play mahjong or whatever right um where you have this like very tangible sort of relationship to the world that is beyond sort of yeah. the beat by beat of the story right it I think it's sort of, it, It's kind of a double-edged sword because it makes Lincoln feel focused because there are bars, right? It's not like there aren't places you could go or that there couldn't be like mini games like you could play mm-hmm. darts or whatever, right? But there isn't that stuff because, you know, partially because I'm sure because of like, you know, it's not the biggest budget game I imagine. And it's like, you know, it's difficult to make video games and fill them out with features, yeah. but also because it's like Lincoln is focused on one thing, you know, to the detriment of everything else in yeah, his life, right? And so, yeah. So I'm kind of. We'll see how that shakes out. Like as I get further into it, and also like, you know, I've just been listening to podcasts when I do when I have to do the more just like, you know, video gamey stuff. Um, but it does. I think it. I think there is. I don't necessarily think you're reading too much into. It. I think there is thematic stuff happening there, right?
1: Have you been? So, so while I think that it is a good podcast game, I think one of the, my biggest reasons of why I like the game is like how how important your radio and your car is in that oh, game. Yeah. Just from mm-hmm. a textual standpoint, like, the music, the music they've picked, while not always period-specific, it's like, a lot of stuff is off by a few years, which doesn't really matter, because it's yeah, getting the vibes across and the vibes here, or, or what's paramount here. But, um, like, the, the, the way the news reports and, and stuff and certain news anchors in that game, I'm trying not to spoil certain things I think are very right. cool on the radio in that game. Uh, like there's a certain there's a certain crime there's a certain like crime that occurs through the radio in that game that you sort of follow the arc of through that game from the initial inception of what happened oh, through yeah to the court okay chase. i think
0: i've gotten some of this um like it's it's, it's, a, it's,
1: a, it's in a it's a it's a it's a white man killing uh uh two one or two yes. black
0: people yeah um yeah. No, and there's also the, like, guerrilla radio guy who will steal a station and come on and, like, talk about, like, basically Black Panther shit. Yeah, Um, and
1: he will eventually talk about that. Once that case goes to trial, he eventually talks about that a lot more and becomes more of a voice on on the radio. Well,
0: yeah, and I think that's one of the things is that um, you, like, the game, yeah, so, like, despite me sort of talking about, like, how much of the game is really just doing this, like, busy work it does do a really, really good job of setting you up in a place, especially since... Um, so one of the first missions you do is you, you like, kill the Haitian leader, like, the Haitian um, gang leader, and then later you sort of, like, take the Haitian gang under your wing, right? And there's, like, people yeah. in the gang that are, like, mad at you and don't want to work with you, and you sort of have to, like, prove yourself to them, right? And I don't think in sort of the game sense, I don't know how much of that, like, super... Like, it's not especially complex, right? Um, But I think it does do a really good job of setting up this is a city that has, like, a wide demographic of different people with different needs in it that you have to sort of navigate and work with and around, even as you're doing Mm -hmm. this, like, violent work, right? Um, Yeah. You know, I think that stuff is really cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any of the DLC for that game?
0: I, yes, I do. I think it's actually all free now um, because you got, like, I got the Definitive Edition because I had bought it before. Perfect, yes, you have it. So, the
1: DLC itself, it's hit or miss. I think the Faster Baby one is very fun. Um, Yeah. The one with your FBI or CIA buddy is... It it plays like a fever dream, but it's also pretty bad.
0: Mm. Um, Yeah.
1: uh, And then the sort of we watched true detective so here's a Bayou set serial killer <laughs> right right uh, yeah case cult thing is actually it's pretty fun it's like oh this is cool um but what there's a very important thing in the DLC and I don't know since you have the since you have the definitive edition it might be in that game it might be in your game just as a default yeah. but one of the so so when the game came out it didn't have this but one of the DLC's added this sort of mini game that does add texture to the world in sort of a Yakuza sense where it lets you over time and as you make more money in certain connections, uh, uh rebuild Sammy's bar in his name right. as, as bigger yeah. than it ever was. And that you in like you can go in there and it's like bustling and, and and you can kind of just be in that place in a way that Yeah. It feels like I mean, there if, are... if Lincoln was gonna hang out anywhere, it would be it would it would like Right. It, it, it would be there is where he would unwind and sort of. Yeah. Uh, and soak when there him. is
0: that, that club you take back from the Dixie mafia pretty early in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, you know that. Yeah. So I, I think again, like I think the game is a really strong sense of place, um, but just to say, yeah, I think that's really cool. I think it's also like, um, I think that'll add such an interesting bent to it because one of the powerful images of the game so far for me has been that Lincoln stays in the basement of this burned out bar right yep. where the side of this portrayal, you know. It's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not traumatized. Like I'm just vibing. Yeah. In this, you know. Um and I think also like one of the things that we should talk about also that I think is really cool and that I'm really curious to see where it goes. I mean, it feels like remarkably sharp for a game of the scale. Um so Lincoln is, you know, a Vietnam War vet. He was in special forces and, you know, this buddy in the CIA who helps him you know, set up and take down this thing. And so it's really it's really an agent, you know, a marginalized agent of imperialism coming home yep. and then wielding that against the imperialists, right? And it is, you know, it is like using the master's tools, so to speak, right? Um which is which is loaded in a certain way, but I think it it um it's just very – I think it's smart about a lot of this stuff in a way that, like, I did not ex- – I mean, I even going into it, I didn't quite expect, right? I expected it to be video mm-hmm. game smart about it, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really feels like it it knows what it is doing when Lincoln is, like, collaborating with a CIA guy, right? Yeah, and when it absolutely. is explicitly sort of in the period where the Black Panthers are starting to come into power, right? As, you know, like, it, it's wielding all that stuff, I think, in a really nuanced and smart way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's really, I think it's I think it's cool. And I also think, yeah, like, the, I mean, it just, it handles some of this stuff really well. I mean, I just, I did this mission. This is pretty early on. Um, this is, like, after you sort of defeat all the, you know, you round up all the Dixie Mafia locations or whatever. And then you go into, like, this mm-hmm. amusement park where there's all this racist stuff. Yeah, the,
1: the abandoned amusement
0: park. Right. And then, um, you, like, I mean, you lynch the Dixie Mafia leader, right? And so just having, like, this image of this, yeah, on the Ferris wheel, and so this image of this, you know, white man being raised above this, like, symbol of white profiting off of black pain, right, is, yeah, like, it totally, like, it's blunt, but it totally, totally works, right? It's really effective. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'm 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 curious to see how that shakes out because I, I, I suspect that like things are not going to be great for Lincoln, right, <laughs> by the end of this. You know? Um, but I feel like and this is, you know, extremely tentative, it is not condemning like, yeah. you know, violence so, revolutionary violence or like political violence in a specific context, yeah. right? So I haven't it, Yeah.
1: I haven't beaten the game in probably a year or so. I've definitely played a bunch of it. I'll just go mm-hmm. into an old save and just be in that world. Yeah. Um, but from what I recall, there are two to three endings. Um, I'll be curious which one you get once you beat the game. I think oh, you should yes. look at all of the endings. Um, For sure. I didn't even of, know
0: there were multiple, so that's good to know. One
1: of the, one of them is, is... It's mainly given to you through just spoken word, but it's genuinely beautiful, and you absolutely have to see... The game's post-credit scene because it is one of the most. like, th- That's all. I'll Say you just have to see the game's post-credit yeah. post-credit scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. No.
0: I'm. I'm. And especially since I, I. think. Yeah. Again, like I just think that formal device of it is really, is really cool, and so I'm sort of curious to see where. Yeah. And like you know, the,
1: the game that goes. Yeah. It's like it's like maybe fifteen hours long. Uh, if you, you can sort of treat it as a linear game and 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 get through right. it. Right.
0: Um, I think there are actually mods... I'm not playing on PC, Um, but I think there are actually mods to make it so you're just playing through the story missions, Mm -hmm. right? And that sort of cuts out. And I'm curious what that would do to it, uh, because there's a lot of, like... like, Yeah. Right, because you... I think you also want that empty space zone, right? You want to be able to, like, drive to the bayou and listen to the radio.
1: Oh, the the bayou is so good in that game.
0: It's... Yeah, it's really... I don't know. It's really weird, like, and especially after, because you know, I also played Origins um a couple years ago, which I also think is a really gorgeous open world game. Um, and then it's it's weird to mm-hmm. see like Odyssey and Valhalla seem visually so much less interesting, right? Yeah. I don't. I feel like there there was something going around in this period, <laughs> or something, yeah. or pe- people are ma- like there was a period where like like at least a couple studios were making like really interesting, like politically if not you know probably not radical is probably the wrong word but like politically aware and conscious works about um black folk right and also it's just gorgeous right like really beautiful stuff and so um and it just feels like we're i don't know it's gone now (laughs) we can't get back there i guess um which sucks which is too bad
1: and i think mafia 3 it sort of when i first played it i was expecting I was expecting a game that pulled more from late 60s, early 70s exploitation, you know, black exploitation, cinema, than, like, a game that's pretty firmly rooted in having, like, a genuine political conscious. And I think the game, what it, the sort of, you know, more, like, pop culture affects it pulls only helped to, like, prop up a lot of what it's doing from, like, a thematic and political standpoint. It does, it does obviously stumble here and there, but, like, for, for sure, a AAA sure, game, yeah. it is it is a unicorn.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's yeah. I, I'm I'm really curious to see where it goes. I need to I need to keep plugging yeah. away at it. Um, I'm just and also like, like I'm also playing Final Fantasy X. I'm going to write about that soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and you know I don't know if I have anything to say about it. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't be like story shit. You know that I will write mm-hmm. about probably. Um, but that's a cool. That's yeah. a cool game. Um.
1: Yeah, I mean. We could always but, have someone else who's played it on at a different point if we want to sort sort of. Do oh yeah, more because that's yeah, a game sure. I've always been really curious about. So I loved. I would be open to.
0: Yeah, I might be. I don't know. I don't really feel like it's a cool game, you know. But I think you would probably get something out of it. Um, you know, if you bring along a guide, yeah. uh, which I've been doing. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, the I like the vibes of the beachy part at the beginning, but.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's I mean, it 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 shows its age in a couple ways. Like the character animation is kind of stilted and stuff like that. But it is genuinely Mm -hmm. visually really striking in points. Um, Pre-rendered backgrounds, man. It's the way of the future. Yeah, (laughs)
1: that's some good stuff right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Um,
1: but not to like, not to to go back to um, to Mafia Three. But I think, I think another reason that I really love Mafia Three is that. For a third person game, third person shooter specifically, I've rarely felt as like physically grounded in its in its combat. Like Lincoln is a imposing figure from mm-hmm. a physical standpoint. Like he's For sure. He's tall, he's muscular, and like the way he fights actively befits his his yeah. sort of his sort of his sort of build. Like he, he's well, like I think a that he's that's... like a he's like a blunt force object in that in that sense. Yeah, well I he's think like, that's like he's one militarily of... trained.
0: Right. Well, that's also, like, the default outfit for him and the outfit he wears, like, in the cutscenes is his military uniform. Right. And then he also, he has his hair in, like, a buzz cut, and you can see where he was shot, right, in the head. There's, like, this big line, this scar. Right. And so, yeah, I I feel like there's, I mean, and there's obviously, um, you know, there's a way this quickly becomes uncomfortable, but I think the game is aware of what it's doing, but he's leaning into his physical imposingness and, like, making himself out to be kind of a weapon right um mm-hmm. in a way that feels really deliberate and it also feels like a way of him shunting off or sort of just you know trying to distance himself from this like really horrific pain that he's been through right like physical yeah. and emotional trauma right um yeah so yeah i'm I'm curious to see where that stuff goes um yeah
1: and then like the voice acting is 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 that the acting all around is pretty like
0: outstanding. yeah mm-hmm no, um, especially I especially um, in
1: those sort of documentary cutscenes.
0: yeah, I really like the um, the pastor um, That's yeah, like, yeah, that, like nursed Lincoln back to health, right? Um, yeah and they have a really nice dynamic. I mean, it's like what you would expect <laughs> right from that premise, but um, but you it's can cool.
1: kind of, you can kind of visit him whenever you want in the game and just kind of talk to him, which is, which is a cool thing.
0: Yeah, well, because I, I, I delivered some medicine from him, which I stole from somewhere, and then we like yeah. you know he had like a couple lines to say to me after about what I had been doing you know um yeah yeah um
1: dang I might, maybe i'll play it again
0: yeah it's cool it's a cool game um and yeah i'm, I'm curious I'll, I'll have to actually go back and read some of the crit about it that was going around the time um mm-hmm. and see you know particularly what uh you know african-american writers had to say about it because uh, i'm sure there's plenty <laughs> That's the thing. Is it, yeah. it, it's also just nice to play a game that really like, even when it frustrates, frustrates in an interesting way, and then is also just yeah, like if... swinging for it right in a yeah, way that like, games like, usually don't like, dare. Yeah,
1: I think Waypoint back around the time the game came out had a few. I feel like they published yeah, that a few might be right. things on it. If I, yeah, but I mean it's been like five years. So
0: yeah, I wonder. I yeah, I guess I wonder how. Watch Dogs 2 holds up I remember really liking that piece that Cameron Conselman and Austin Walker wrote together About that um, Yeah But um, Yeah I don't know well we should actually probably wrap up Soon um,
1: Sure yeah we've We went on we went Full gaming out. mode this episode Full gaming
0: mode I guess I'll say I guess like as a shout mode. out I've been reading a lot of bad books Unfortunately, I got I got through a couple of Stephen King books are real stinkers. Um fuck you, dance macabre. You suck.
1: Oh god, you really are in the in the dregs of it.
0: Yeah, it's it's an awful book. People should not read it. It's terrible. Stephen Steven can write an okay horror novel when he puts his mind to it. He does not understand what horror is. And should not be trusted to be an expert on such. <laughs> he doesn't even understand his own books. Um but anyway. Uh, That is just to say that, um, but I have been reading some Lenin, uh, which is pretty cool. I read uh, Imperialism or the highest stage of capitalism, um, which is like a chillingly relevant uh, document. You know, it's, it's really like, um, you can just read it. And a lot of the stuff is really relevant to stuff like Amazon, um, but then also Mm -hmm. like, you know, Deutsche Bank comes up a lot in it, <laughs> right? Like it's, you know, and it's like, oh, things have changed, but also things have not changed. Anyway, it's a really interesting, I think, work to read and interact with, um, you know, as a as a person on the left, even now. So mm-hmm. I think people should check that out uh, if you haven't already. It's free. You know, it's in the public domain. Just go to Marxist.org and download an ebook, or just read it right there.
1: There you go. Um,
0: yeah, so that's that's my, I guess that's my shout out. Um, but Cole, we're, I mean, do you have do you have anything you'd like to shout out briefly at the end here or we can move on to plugs I mean, if you want?
1: I mean, I saw I did see Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Hell yeah. Um, he 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 did the dang thing again. Yeah. You know. Batten two uh. home runs this year so far. Good for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just to be clear, we're we're pro Zack Snyder on this podcast.
1: Yeah, this is a Yeah. Yeah, this is the Zack Snyder household. Yeah
0: um just like great movie shots to ray fisher yeah,
1: <laughs> yes um, um but that's pretty you know shout outs i did publish a piece on sunday or monday um where i wrote about history and interior spaces and in games and like how um games try and go about representing the sort of fingerprints and echoes that other other people leave behind and like Places like apartments or or, or on sidewalks and, and stuff like that. I think it's a pretty good piece. You can yeah, you can check it out on my medium page, uh, or if you follow me on Twitter, I've probably been retweeting it, so you've yeah. probably seen it. But yeah, that's I think that's all I need to shout out on my end. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at food underscore enjoyer.
0: Yeah, that's also um, what just to take it back to Mafia 3 for half a second, one thing that is mega cool and that you're talking about this piece just reminded me of is that different districts have like different levels of policing <laughs> and yeah. you know, are affected differently. And also some are segregated and some are not, right? So like you can go and you know, walk into a bar and they'll kick you out, right? Or arrest you because you're a colored person, right? Um, which is obviously really intense, but like it's, um, again, it's a, it's about being in a place where there are a bunch of different competing ways of seeing the world and a lot of those ways are super racist and <laughs> terrible you know and so you yeah, have absolutely. to deal with that at being this you know black person in that space and I, I don't mean to be like oh now i understand but i think it i think it renders that stuff you know like geographic way that's like pretty cool and it's daring for a game of that mm-hmm. kind to do i think too um yeah again, like, again i'm curious to see what other people would say about it
1: yeah i don't want to overstep if what I'm saying is true or not, but let me just double check. I feel like Mafia 3 had an E3 experience. Um,
0: I don't, yeah, so I, I, this might be, I mean, I, I don't know what you're leading to here, but I definitely have not seen about I, this, I so. feel
1: like they had some sort of E3 experience that sort of tried making you experience the pressures of like a sit-in or something.
0: Oh weird. I mean, that seems that like be something here- they might try and do in an E three. But that yeah, that might
1: be hearsay. It probably is. I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah. I definitely didn't hear about it. That does not mean that it didn't happen. You know, I just like feel like some wasn't of the marketing like that.
1: Yeah, just something. Like, like, I on like in like a bigger picture, I feel like a lot of the marketing marketing collateral for that game was like pretty reductive in, like to what that game was yeah and was doing. Um, which isn't surprising. right. Why
0: yeah well i think there is a way that like um and luckily i really don't think the game positions itself this way and also you know I'm, I'm a white person i'm not like the person to talk about this or like be super you know so keep that in mind take this with a grain of salt but just that like i think there is a way that you the game could position itself as like the fantasy of or sort of the fetishization of a certain kind of like black person in this era right mm-hmm. um I don't think that's what it is at all. I don't think that's what the game does, but it's not hard to imagine how marketing could like lead on that. Right. In a huge way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't It's fraught making art in the world. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so uh, shout out to people who are trying to do it and who do it well and, you know, apologize and learn when they don't. Um, but yeah. So uh, you can find me at grace underscore machine on Twitter and i'm regularly at uppercut uh crit.com where i write a column called killing our gods it's about christianity and religion and rpgs uh i wrote about what the fuck did i write about recently friends of the table uh, was it friends of the table was last okay yeah and then i'm writing about adodyne 2 this month so that'll be sick that game owns um yeah, it does. and then uh and then i'm also at paste i just wrote a a piece that we mentioned about uh, Mass Effects um, and how it's about being a cop and kind of how the structure mm-hmm. of it is about making decisions about other people's lives in an abstracted way. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, thanks for talking gaming with me, Cole. Uh, <laughs> we will talk about other things. We actually have. I, mean, I know this is our first episode back, but we have notions, we have plans, we have thoughts about what we want to do with the show moving forward. Maybe do more theme shows. We definitely want to have more guests, so we mm-hmm. will. You know, this was the gaming hour. It won't always be the gaming hour. We want to. It's a variety yeah, show. It
1: could be. It could be the book hour. It could be the movie hour. You never know what you're yeah.
0: gonna get. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, once I see Army of the Dead, maybe we can do something about that. That would be fun. Um,
1: yeah. That. That could be fun for like I mean even for the next episode I guess. know oh, what actually that's I have a friend who maybe
0: with is Netflix tomorrow. Okay hmm I all right I have a friend who I will DM about guesting maybe on that <laughs> if you would be cool, cool. with that. Okay <laughs> um, yeah of course yeah. All right so that's I guess that's the tentative plan for the next episode. Well anyway, uh, adios. We'll see you next time. Here you'll hear us next time I guess and uh, <laughs> keep keep reading critically. <laughs> that's going to yeah. send off i guess
1: play man-eater has a shark
0: it Has a shark well what do we have here you must be a new arrival let me guess fate of the un